0: Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. What I have on my heart this morning that I want to share about is, uh, do we have my little overhead thing I want to put up there, kind of give us an idea of where I want to go? Oh no there was a there was one with an actual picture in it too, but that's that's okay. Um, yeah you know, I was thinking of changing that. See you next week to the scripture in Luke in in chapter eight, I believe it is, and it says uh, it's one of my favorite scriptures. It says the meeting broke up, and they all went home so uh, well, actually, I had a picture of a gallon of bonding agent that you can buy at Lowe's. And uh, then the question is, uh, what is your bonding agent? You know, what bonds you to other people? What, what bonds you to uh, want to be friends with somebody? Friends are a mysterious thing. I mean, what, what mystery is at work that all of a sudden you go, hey, I'm friends with this person. They're my friend. You know, was it because you, you race slot cars together or, or you played video games together? Well, you had to become friends most likely before you even started doing that stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a mysterious thing. What causes you to suddenly fall in love with some woman or if you're a woman, some man? You know, you just all of a sudden, wow. I remember when I met my wife the first time, um, we were in, uh, there was a question on our, our Facebook page, I think it was, or one of those, that said, how did you meet your spouse? And uh, I, didn't, I didn't respond, but I met my spouse in the Nilchik. How many know where the is? She, she, she was a Russian living in the Nilchik village. And anyway, I was living in Anchorage, and I had a friend that had a place in the Nilchik, and he says, come on down. And at the time, I was uh, thinking how evil Anchorage is. Everywhere I looked, there was evil. I couldn't get away from it. I was evil. Anchorage was evil. I moved to Alaska to get out of California because California was evil. I came up here. It was still evil. I went all the way out to the Aleutian Islands, and I found that it was evil. I, I, was, I mean, I had this thing in my mind, there's just evil in the world, and I didn't know what to do about it. So I'm in Anchorage, and I decide to go down to Nanilchik for a few days. And during that time, it turned into a few weeks, uh, during that time, all of a sudden, this woman came to our house that we were living at, And a friend of theirs brought them, and they were looking for a place to stay um, so they could find work at the cannery. And they came to the door, and uh, they came in, and they said, uh, you know, I brought these two friends, and they're looking for a place to stay. And I took one look at this lady, just one look. And it was like I was hit by lightning. I mean, I was hit by lightning. And I was like, you can stay here. It was my friend's house. You can stay here. (laughs) Well, where would they stay? Well, you can have my room. Oh, great. I didn't realize that when I gave them my room, they meant they also were going to say, now you're out of it. I thought I was going to share the room, you know? But uh, what caused that? It's a mystery. I can't explain it. It just happens. Well, there is something that also causes us to be bound together. What is your common bond? Christ, the bond. In Ephesians chapter 4, let's read this. Beginning with the first verse, Paul is speaking about unity in the body. He says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit Binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body, one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father who is over all and in all and living through all. When you sign up, Or when you surrender however you want to look at it when you decide to follow Christ you make that commitment I'm gonna follow Jesus and his teachings and his understanding Uh, there are certain things that that you're required to yield yourself to these things are always be humble and gentle be patient with each other making allowance for each other's faults because of your love I was asked these questions this week somebody was talking to me and they asked me these questions what would I do if I had a gay child if one of my kids decided to come out of the closet they were gay that led into what would I do what do I do with liberal friends I thought about it for a minute I said well certainly if I had a gay child uh, I would continue to want a relationship for the door to be open for always them to be able to trust me to feel that I'm there for them Jesus in his ministry along with John the Baptist in his ministry John the Baptist was judged one way because he didn't eat and drink like other people Jesus was judged another way because he hung out with drunkards and sinners and drinkers and sinners I can have gay friends and not be gay. I can have liberal friends and I can be a conservative. I'm very conservative in some ways. In other ways, I'm very liberal. The Bible says uh, the liberal soul shall be made fat. What does that mean, the liberal soul? It's not speaking about your politics, by the way. It's not speaking about your politics. Can you have friends that are Democrats? My wife's going to give us a little testimony about her time in Juneau here in a few minutes. And she has to go down there and be friends to Democrats. And what's worse, she has to be friends to Republicans. (laughs) Maybe even a friend to a nonpartisan. We've got a, uh, a situation at hand right now. As a nation, one of the worst things that we do as a nation is support abortion. I am completely want to see abortion end in this country, in, this, in the world, but in this nation, the shedding of innocent blood. I am so against that. I mean, it just goes against every grain in me and there are people that feel the same way as me that are working towards changing that but then there's some christian worlds part of the christian realm that won't work with the christians that are making taking down the wall brick by brick and they're like we won't participate we won't do anything we want the whole wall to come down well that's the goal of both what is the common bond what should it be? Well, you won't do it the way I want it done, so therefore you're out. Well, you're not doing it the way we want it done, so therefore you're out. The oldest um, tactic in warfare is divide and conquer. Everybody who's ever done any kind of a campaign to overcome, to, to take over as a, in, in, in warfare knows that tactic. It's the number one, divide and conquer. It's the first thing that came about in the garden. Divide them from God, divide them from his word, and then conquer. Divide them from each other. the, The devil divided Eve from Adam by saying this. When God says to Adam, Adam says, the woman you gave me caused me to. Division. Division. That should not be the case in the church. This should be a sanctuary for everyone. Does it mean that we should just not preach anything with a standard? No, absolutely not. But we should do these things. Be patient with each other. Be patient with each other. You know, when I first started serving Christ I thought I had and understood it all you know and all my peers that I was serving Christ with too I had, you know and it was the other Christians that didn't receive me in that capacity that were wrong they couldn't see you know what looking back at it, I had a long way to grow, and I am thankful for those that were before me that were humble and gentle and patient with me and making allowance for my faults because they love me. Binding yourselves together with peace. Go over to the book of Colossians. Chapter three and verse 12. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. One of the big breakthroughs in my life was this. I did a wedding one time, young man and a young woman. They committed to each other, getting married. And I saw them several years later. And I looked at the young man, and I'm not sure he was I mean I I just did not recognize him and he says hey Pastor Campbell it's it's me I go oh and I said his name and he said no it's now this name and I went wow and then I was like what happened he changed his name to her name and I was, didn't know what to do, you know? So I kind of went, well, what happened? And he says, well, I'm still married. Still married to this, this woman. I was like, well, that, that's a positive, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of explained the situation to me that he always wanted to be a girl and she didn't mind that. And, so on and so forth and I thought wow this is very confusing very confused sometimes I don't filter as well as I should I said well you don't make a good-looking woman (laughs) he's like (laughs) 6'4 anyway um, but I did it in love I guess Anyway, so what happens is I I run into this person in Walmart. I've shared this story before, but I want to bring it into the light of this. I run into this person in Walmart. You know, one of those things, it's like, oh, they saw that you saw, and you saw that they saw. What do you do? Can you just dart down another aisle? Avoid it. And The Lord says, don't you avoid this. That was his voice. I I know his voice. He says, don't you avoid this. So I went right up. It was with, uh, she was with her daughter. His name was Tim, and he had changed it to Tiffany. And the Lord told me, greet Tiffany. And I was like, no, no, no name is Tim. Anyway, on occasions, I can be obedient to the Lord. And I went, hey, Tiffany, how you doing? And he, she, he, they, what stopped in her tracks and said, you called me by my name? I said, well, that's what you told me your name is. Came down that I would reach beyond this division. You see, what happened there was Jesus set me free at that moment. I am not responsible for other person's decisions in their lives. I'm responsible to be an ambassador of Christ. I'm responsible to be the love of God generated towards an individual. I'm not responsible for the decision they make. And then if that love, if they want to have a relationship, at some point in time, they're going to say, this, I need help. I need Christ. I can help them find Christ back into their life. I don't have to change them. I don't have to do anything. The gospel is there for the setting free of individuals. Okay, let's turn to Romans chapter 16. We'll close with this. I want to give time for my wife to share. Beginning with verse 3. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. In fact, they once risked their lives for me. I am thankful to them, and so are all the Gentile churches. Also, give my greetings to the church that meets in their house. Greet my dear friend Epinetus. You know, you learn these in... New King James, and then all of a sudden you've got to read them in New Living Translation. They they changed their name. He was the first person from the province of Asia to become a follower of Christ. Give my greeting to Mary, who has worked so hard for your benefit. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews, who were in prison with me. They are highly respected among the apostles and became followers of Christ before I did. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus and co worker in Christ, and my dear friend, whatever. <laughs> Greet Apellus, a good man whom Christ approves, and give my greetings to the believers from the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet the Lord's people from the household of Narcissus. Give my greetings to Tryphena and Tryphosa, the Lord's workers, and to dear Persis, who has worked so hard for the Lord. Greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own, and also my dear mother, who has been a mother to me. Give my greetings. And it goes on to list these people. When you read this, you're like, well, who cares about Paul's laundry list of people that he's, he's thanking, giving thanks for? What application does that have in your life today? Yeah. That's a good question. What application does that have in your life today? Well, he is recognizing people who made a commitment and said, they even laid down their life for me. They paid a cost. They paid a price. In fact, it's because of these people that the gospel in its beginnings has continued on to this day. This group of names and others with them completely covered the earth at that time with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And how did they do it? They had a relationship with one another, and they reached out to their community. They reached out to their, their neighbor. They reached out to this business person. They reached out to this homeless person. They reached out to everybody that they saw. They reached out to, he says because they preached the gospel. They helped spread the gospel. And preserve the written instructions of Paul. And we're enjoying it to this day, 2,000 years later, because of something somebody did there. Think of what you're writing for the next generation. What are you doing? You're influencing your children. You're influencing the other children in the church. You are influencing. But no, rather than have that happen, the devil always sweeps through and says, You don't believe like me. Can I pick on you? You're just way too liberal for me. You're too conservative for me. I'm not sure. Instead, we have this crazy idea that you don't agree with me 100% and I don't agree with your lifestyle 100%, so therefore I cannot have a relationship. No, it doesn't say that. It says that I can be patient with you. I can be humble. I can uh, let a bond of peace and a bond of the love of Christ. Christ is our common bond. I'll close with this. I want to leave Nancy some time. You want to come up, dear, so that I don't let this go too long? Um, There were these two guys. They were good friends. Well, they didn't know each other at first. Um, And they both took their families to San Francisco for holiday. And, uh, you know, it just so happened they both left their. Hotel rooms, and they were out on the, out on the bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge, and they're sitting there enjoying the view. It's early morning, and finally, one kind of looks over at the other, and the other looks over at the other, and he says, "Morning, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a good morning." They're both believers, see, and so they're looking for an opportunity, and he says. Uh, you on vacation? Yeah, I'm on vacation. You on va- yeah, I'm on vacation. And they found they had more and more and more in common as they spoke. Oh, yeah, you're here with your family? Yeah, family. How many kids you got? Yeah, kids. Yeah, kids. Yeah, uh, you're a Christian? Yes, I'm a, I'm a believer. Yeah, me too. So they're just getting closer and closer, and then they start defining what they believe. And the one says, well... I believe in the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe that, too. Well, I believe in speaking in tongues. Oh, well, I believe that, too. The one says, well, I believe in infra-lapsinarianism. The other one says, I'm a supra-lapsinarianist and pushes the other one off the bridge. Now, you see where I'm going with that? We can have all these things, but you find one. Do you even know what a lapsenarianist is? Look it up. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.